You've probably been asked a lot of questions by recruiters, but what are the questions you should be asking them? On this episode, we have the five questions you should be asking your recruiter. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Welcome back to Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking. On this episode, we're talking to professional driver recruiter Mandy Laid. Hello, Mandy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, great. Thanks. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, So I wanted to jump in and talk a little bit about some of the conversations you have with potential applicants and drivers. And I'm wondering if there's a way we can outline some of the better questions that you get from drivers as they're applying. One of the things I'm curious about is the overall process of the driver application. Can you tell us just a little bit about what the, the the application itself goes through, the steps, and then how are you keeping the driver in the loop as you're going through that process? Sure. So as a driver calls in and is inquiring on our company, um, we talk about the benefits and things like that, but then also our app is a little bit more complicated than most. Um, so I walk through that process with them too as well. I get them logged in, making sure that they know every step of what goes on through the, the application process just to get that complete. Make sure that they know that to be very thorough on their driving um, history too as well. What type of equipment they ran, where they've all gone, because that's also a factor in how we um, define their pay too as well. So do you think drivers, do they really understand what happens behind the scenes with an application once they've submitted it? Uh, Do the recruiters out there take the time to explain the process to them? Or is it pretty much they're just submitting an application via online and they're waiting for a response or an email back? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, Our application process is a two-step process. Um, You can inquire and do a short form or you can fill out the complete application um, and give us more detail at that time. So eventually every driver, even if you fill out a short form to start, let's say maybe they saw a social media ad and had a quick form attached, uh, while that gets the process rolling, uh, every driver is still required to fill out the long form application, is that right? Yep, absolutely. They still have to, you know, input their work history, you know, sign all their consent forms. Um, So we are DOT compliant as well. Um, A lot of people just think, oh, I did the short form, you should have all my stuff. Or, hey, just run my driver's license. You can't do that now. You have to have those signed consents. There's so much more to it these days, for sure. Uh, Something was at the beginning of last year, has it been two years ago already, but uh, when the clearinghouse came into play, did the drivers have a good understanding of that or was that kind of No, I think if you were already previously hired, your company went ahead and got you registered with the drug and alcohol clearinghouse. If you're a new driver, you had to get yourself registered as a student and then kind of go through the process. but I don't think they really understood what that was about. Like, why are you making me do this? This is just another step just to get into the door. So, so a lot of the drivers were not educated on the new DOT regs in the clearinghouse and what they needed to go through to register themselves in the clearinghouse before they could apply for a new job. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm trying to put myself in, in the driver's shoes and thinking about if I'm applying at a new company, what are some of the good questions 
I could ask a recruiter to really uh, dig deep into the company, into their culture, into their character and things. So uh, do you have anything, any unusual questions that you've had recently where a driver has kind of surprised you maybe with a question uh, about, wow, I've never had a, a driver ask me that kind of question before? Recently, it's been like the breakdown in our benefits, like what does it um, equal to in a rate per mile for them? What are they earning behind the scenes that they really didn't know? That's interesting. So it sounds like to me the driver's intuitive enough to understand that a benefits package also has value. So it's not all just about the cents per mile up front. There's, if they're comparing carriers against one another, it sounds like maybe he was smart enough, he or she was smart enough to break out not only the, the base pay, but the benefits uh, and probably some of the other things that are perks for drivers that maybe your company offers um, over the others. True. I mean, it was refreshing because he was a younger gentleman just getting into the industry, only had two years under his belt, and it was it was very surprising. Just out of curiosity, I know you're not, um, you don't come from a huge carrier, but how many trucks do you run? 75. So with the 75 truck fleet, um, do you have an idea of how many applications you take in per week or per month? Gosh, I would probably shoot around the 40 mark for monthly, sometimes depending on the holiday weeks or if there's something new trending in the industry, you'll see that applications will start to perk up or decline depending on what the urgency is. Now, when you say 40, you're, uh, are you talking about this is just inquiries into the company or this is real full applications that you've received from drivers? No, those are full applications of drivers that went through the whole um, process with our application. Now it's much more. Sometimes you'll see anywhere from 300 to 400 um, wow. inquiries that come in. Um, so. So what happens, let me ask you, if you're getting, if, it, if that number's three to 400 a month, uh, inquiries into the company, how and why do you think you're only getting 40 applications? Are you doing something to kind of filter some of those other applicants or interests out? Yeah, I mean, so the system that we currently run will filter out like non-qualified uh, drivers too, if they haven't hit our criteria, like um, 23 years of age, must have a CDL, those types of things will help, you know, pull that, those leads back down so it's more bearable to handle. So it really, it really gives you some focus on giving time to the applicants that really have a chance or have met your base qualifications. Uh, as a driver and you're not necessarily, I hate to say wasting time, but you're not wasting time on somebody that was really thought they were inquiring on an Uber job or something like that, right? Correct. So the technology has helped um, your role quite a bit, it sounds like. Yes, it has. So if I was applying to your company, I think one of the questions I'd be interested in, in asking is, how could I, as a driver, maximize my income at your company? Well, we have two great programs um, that you can get into. Um, one is our Safety 360 program. Um, and within that program, you can earn up to four cents in your first year. Uh, just doing your day-to-day -day safety routine, doing your educational portions too, um, to keep climbing in that, um, that ladder of education, um, obtaining the red hat, 
um, program too is great. That's part of that uh, 360 program too. Um, but the other thing is, is a lot of people don't realize that as they go out and do their regular routine of driving day in and day out, there we do have a performance bonus um, that you can earn up to four additional cents every quarter on just your performance, you know, your MPGs, making sure that you're getting the loads there on time, efficient, um, no claims, no accidents, things like that, that a safe driver should be looking at in a company too as well. So it sounds like to me that your company's kind of set up uh, uh, above and beyond a base pay. Uh, you're really trying to reward high-performing drivers. Correct. And probably the reason that most companies do that is because they understand the drivers that are focused on safety and performance and on-time service and all those important metrics, uh, it's to their benefit to keep those drivers around and they're actually worth or have more value to the carrier, those top-notch drivers, than somebody that's just doing the bare minimum, just scraping by, just getting by, collecting his base. And and maybe if that driver's not uh, actively participating in some of your safety programs, it sounds like, um, maybe they're more apt to have some accidents and incidents and stuff. So I'm glad to hear that your, your carrier definitely uh, values safety, it sounds like, and they've built some driver programs around it. It's not just our drivers that are participating in our safety. It's our staff, too, as well. We've all taken this oath to be safe out on the road. So it's more than just a driver thing. It sounds like you've uh, kind of built a culture around safety uh, within your company, and everybody's uh, expected to participate in it. That's that's fantastic. Uh, I think if I was a driver applying to your company, those are absolutely some of the things that I would I would be interested in hearing. Mandy, tell me uh, again, if I was applying, um, I'm kind of a motivated person, I guess, and I'm always looking for more. Um, I remember in my driving career when I started as a student driver and then a solo company driver, um, I didn't just want to stop there. I had bigger aspirations, uh, learned that I liked the trucking industry and I wanted to be a part of it. So what could I do in your organization for growth or what opportunities might be there uh, for somebody like me applying as a company driver? Well, to start, um, each driver that we um, extend a job offer to, we start to build a driver profile mm -hmm. on them too as well. See where they're correct see where their career path takes them or where they want to go. Um, and so within that, you know, where do you see yourself in a year? Do you wanna be a company guy? Do you wanna be a lease operator? And so we break that down. And so there's lots of opportunity with our company. You know, you can progress from a company guy into one of our lease purchase programs. You can also, you know, go into different divisions with us too as well. So. There's lots of opportunity within our um, corporation to do that. So it sounds like you uh, have created some career paths maybe for drivers. Uh, any opportunities for a driver to, let's say, step inside to dispatch or, or maintenance or safety? Is there office career paths for drivers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we encourage um, our drivers to apply within because um, obviously we don't want to see a driver leave because they're tired of driving. Um, and so there's lots of opportunity to get into there with our other divisions that we have under our corporation. 
Yeah, one of the things that uh, has been around trucking forever, but you know, the while the driver themselves, a lot of time they're excited, they like to be out on the road, uh, they like the freedom of the job and things like that. But let's be honest, you know, life happens sometimes. Uh, maybe it's a family, or you start a family, you get married, that kind of thing. And uh, for a lot of a lot of drivers, things change, and and the needs change, I guess, of the family. So it's great to hear that you maybe have some alternate career paths for these guys um, to transition off the road if that's what they wanted to do for the family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's tough and the driving industry is tough too as well. So it weighs on not only the driver, but it weighs on their family too as well. So um, you wanna create those opportunities for them to get out and know that they can stay within the company that they truly love. So. It, you talking about that just reminded me some. Tell me a little bit about, do you do anything special to to interact with that driver's family, kind of bring the family into the fold and make them part of the company? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I encourage you know them to have their wives call even during that um, application process because it's a huge, huge commitment to switch companies to as a driver. Um, and not only is it extra stress on the driver but it's extra stress on the wife at home that's taking care of those kids they need to know that hey they're going to switch companies and this company is going to take care of my my husband and they're going to make sure that we don't miss a beat on our health benefits or when's their next paycheck um you know when is their next event you know and that's one thing that we do create with our driver profile is like what are those special things that you want to be home for you know how old are your kids you know you kind of dig down into the things that people take for granted because we're not out on the road and so you try to create that family atmosphere for them too as well so they know exactly who they're going to work for so I got to ask this driver profile thing sounds like a, a really great concept where you're trying to learn as much as you can up front about the driver um, so there's no surprises. But how do you take that profile after you've established it and make sure that it gets pushed down the line, so to speak, when you think about the operations group or a dispatch or something? How do you make sure that whatever you've told them as a recruiter gets followed through with? with the rest of their experience in operations, the dispatch does actually get them home when they're supposed to and things. Well, um, day one, two is kind of a crazy, exciting day because you're starting your new career path. Um, I go over that driver profile with them. I have them sign off on that dr driver profile, and then I also pass that on to their operations um, manager so they know exactly what they signed up for and to make sure that their expectations are getting met just like the company's expectations are. So it sounds like you're uh, we're trying to make sure there's not a communication gap between the recruiting process and the operations process when the job actually starts. You're doing a good job uh, recording what the driver expects and wants out of the job, and then you're making sure the, the frontline people that are going to deal with that driver every day have a copy of it. Correct. So this is kind of a, a crazy question, and I'm gonna flip it on you just a little bit. So have you ever had a driver that didn't make the cut or wasn't offered a position call you back and wanna know why? And if so, what did you do? Absolutely. I'm, I want the driver to know 
like why we're not offering um, a driving position so that they know down the road too that there might be other companies out there just like me. Um, and I use this to coach them on their career path too as well. Um, so if I'm not I if I'm not offering them a driving position, um, they're gonna they know exactly why. What caused them not to gain a seat here? Um, and so a lot of those drivers don't know. They don't know why like they're not getting offered. So I go through um, their PSP report. I walk them through all of their moving violations. What are major things? What are not? we're not so worried about? Um, I walk them through their NVR. And those two reports actually will tell me everything about the driver. If they're safe, if they're not, if they're new to the industry and no one really showed them the ropes, but someone needs to take them by the hand and show them what they did to get to that point. Well, I think that's fantastic. You're taking the time to actually educate even the drivers that don't make the cut, so to speak. I'm not sure how many people in the industry would actually care enough to do about that. So great job to you and your company on on taking the time to do that. Uh, have you ever had a negative reaction from a driver just for a, a fun topic? Have you ever had a negative reaction for a driver that you had to tell, sorry, you didn't cut it? And how, how did they react to you? Uh, yeah, that happens more than <laughs> more than once, I'm afraid. But they just think that you're lying to them. Um, but really, you're just reading from their own reports. So they'll be, oh, that didn't happen to me. That belong, that belong All this stuff belongs to the company. That shouldn't be on me. Well, it is on you. You are the person behind the wheel. So you were supposed to do a you know proper pre-trip an inspection and you would have caught those things. Those things just don't happen driving down the road. Yes, a blown tire happens down the road, but you should know if your brakes are out of alignment or um, you have other things going on with like your hoses if they're being if they're chafing or if they're um, you're missing certain things in your pre-trip inspection too so it truly is on you so it sounds like maybe a lack of personal accountability on that that particular driver just out of curiosity have you know how many reactions like that do you get or most drivers just are they receptive to you having the conversation with them and kind of sharing that information with them? I would say about 75% are excited to know that someone took the time. Then you have that that's 25% that's like, that's not me, you know, I don't, I'm the, I'm a fantastic driver out there, and I'm super safe, and, but you have all these other issues that were at eye level and you just looked over them because you were in a hurry. So the the driver in his own mind is doing a great job, but there's data in the background that's suggesting other. Correct. Yeah, that's too bad. One last question for you. Uh, do you ever get a request from an applicant where things are going very well and you're in a position to offer them a job with the company, but they've asked to speak to maybe one of your current drivers or lease operators? Yes. Um, it happens all the time. I encourage. Um, I normally will give more than one telephone number okay. because I want you to to get a whole view of it. Um, did this person come in as a student and move through the ranks and became a lease operator? Um, you know, or are they somebody that just recently hired um, and you want to know how the company was treating them? If everything was up to speed of what your recruiter said. As advertised. Yes. Right. Or is she, you know, 
pulling my leg and it's got a great uh, act going. So I try to make sure that you get the whole package of what the company has to offer um, as a long-term driver and as a new driver. So I'm wondering if, um, you know, if you pass out a driver's phone number as a referral uh, source for that applicant, I'm wondering if that applicant ever feels like, oh, she's probably just given me the number of her brother-in-law or something that happens to drive for him because I know they'll tell him a good story and it's a great place to work. Have you ever run into anything like that? I have a couple times, um, you know, but the driver that drives for us actually comes through and will tell you, like, I am actual driver. I'm out on the road. Um, the one that I laughed about, uh, I was actually just a couple days ago, um, a driver I did offer a driving position to, but he wanted to, to talk to one of our drivers, so I gave him a couple numbers. Um, and. The first driver um, is a lease operator that actually answered the phone. And the gentleman on the other line said, oh, you really are a driver. <laughs> you're real. You're real. I hear your CB going, and I hear that you're you know, checking into wow. a shipper. And he was like, yeah, I'm a real driver. That's funny. You know, so you know, it's hard to try to pass on that, that we are truly a genuine company, but our drivers. So there's some skepticism out there. Yeah. It sounds like you, you guys figured out how to overcome it. That's that's a great story. Well, that kind of wraps it up today. I, I appreciate you taking the time to sit with us today and being on our episode of Driven Too Far, The Truth About Trucking. Thanks for answering uh, all my questions about uh, recruiting and, and some of the things you see and what kind of questions drivers should be asking those, those recruiters out there. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me here today for Driven Too Far. Subscribe now so you don't miss any of the trucking industry secrets that you need to know as a driver.